Happy holidays to you. Live from Eagle's Nest 2. Fox trotting in a foxhole. Season 5, episode 9. 137 overall. As always, thank the folks at www.purpleplanet.com and Mixler for providing the tunes that we use in the podcast. Always a shout out to the folks at Road and Zoom. People host Ken Harlan here. You want to be on the podcast? F-T-I-N-F-X at gmail.com. All right, a lot going on, folks. Week 15. Yeah. A lot to talk about next week, but we've got so much to dig into this week, so let's not waste any time watching a big 49ers-Commanders game right now. So we're going to try getting these segments in a little bit of time and probably drop this, probably see this late Saturday or early Sunday, huh? All right, let's see here. The COVID Chronicles, the holiday edition. Well, we'll leave the sleigh bells and reindeers out of the out of this conversation because it always continues to be, if not alarming, concerning. You know, I was kind of wondering during the final last week. You know, there was all that discussion about the French team. You know, and the. Uh, Viral ailments that had affected a couple of players, like Rabio, uh, a few other people, and then Kinley Conman. Anyhow, it was so hushed up, you know. And I know that there are all kinds of folks that suffered from, you know, varying, you know, bronchial or respiratory problems. You know, you got all that artificial air conditioning and climate, you know, controlled stadiums. Yeah. Then you go outside and you're, you know, in the desert. Probably going to lead to some problems, but it still makes you wonder whether or not they were being transparent. It's really good, though, that COVID was not a problem for the most part. Now, we don't know about this France thing because they, have, they didn't disclose exactly what was ailing them. Some of the guys looked a little bit fatigued. But, you know, kudos to them that they didn't use that as an excuse. And, you know, we'll get into that a little bit more in the beautiful game live. All right, what else do we have? Well, we had our first game in a long time, you know, on the college level canceled. University of Rhode Island, you know, that school where the legendary Lamar Odom went. They had to cancel their game with the University of Milwaukee this past week as several players and staff came down with COVID. I'm not sure as to when they're going to reschedule this game, but it also is something that is very eye-opening. At this point in the game, you almost forgot about cancellations. But yeah, they can still happen. Like I said, we were really fortunate to get through the World Cup without that being a problem. And now, you know, we have NFL playoffs, college football playoff, bowl games. Still a little touch and go. And, you know, you have to wonder, especially when you look over at, like, what's going on in China. They were projecting, you know, because we've been talking about this latest outbreak now for several weeks. And they said that at some point this past week, 37 million people a day are getting infected. You can imagine the kind of strain that must be putting on, on healthcare facilities in that country, especially given, you know, that... They've been slow to roll out the virus. 
to you know that large population. They've had a different strategy. Is what their zero COVID tolerance thing not really working? Especially if you're talking 37 million per day. Um, you know the director of the World Health Organization. He thinks the recent outbreak is not attributed to the easing of restrictions. He just thinks it's a byproduct of that country's measures that to combat this terrible virus just aren't working. You know, and at some point, you know, you're going to have a collapse if you don't have, you know, large swaths of the population vaccinated. Argue all you want, but that's the hard line. Um, what do you think about that? That Southern California judge who just told a bus driver, you know, basically no soup for you in terms of your religious exception. Uh, one of these hopefully landmark cases that maybe a worker was going to get some slack on. We told you what was going on in New York. Apparently, in Southern, you know, last week we mentioned uh, the teachers that were trying to get their jobs back on city employees. But anyhow, Southern California judge just says no soup for your religious exemption. No vaccine, no job back, no back pay. Pretty harsh, yeah? Um, let's see here. What else do we have? I thought I saw a great article this past week. And I was just kind of looking at AAU competitions, team selects, academies, and how all that was really disrupted by by this pandemic. You know, obviously, your bigger sports, you know, there's a lot of more money involved. You know, the show went on. But in situations where, you know, you could not have these kind of gatherings, you know, let alone even have fans. And, you know, the studies are that are coming out that we're barely getting to a point where some form of normalcy has returned. You know, if there's such a thing in, in this land. But, yeah, they, they, some people feel that, you know, amateur, I don't even know what that means in a land of NIL and stuff, competitions, you know, at the youth level have suffered and people are, you know, think that this group of 15 to 18-year-olds, you know, may have lost out in, in more ways than we actually know. You know, time will tell. But it is kind of interesting when you think about the right stuff that we kind of take for granted, you know, we've, we've mentioned like, you know, the junior hockey championships being canceled two or three years. You know, these are, you know, major showcases for these folks that they're not getting a chance to participate in. I mean, obviously if you're all that, you're going to get paid in this new landscape. Anyway, what else do we got here? You know, what do you think about this border crisis that's possibly happening? Me, I'm kind of concerned, just given, you know, the really cold weather we've been experiencing throughout the country, record frost, ice storms, and, you know, you have this whole wave of people that the judge, was it Roberts, who, put, who granted the injunction, so, so I said, Title 42, and all the restrictions are supposed to be lifted next week. Hopefully, this does not turn into a COVID spike. They're not singling anybody out. It just, let's use common sense here. The potential for bad things to happen, given the weather and other things. Keep our fingers crossed as far as that goes. Another thing I thought was kind of interesting that we saw, 
guess that you know there's places are spiking here as well. Not quite like China numbers. We told you about Michigan and Southern California, how it appeared they were leveling off, and there was not really a Thanksgiving spike. Well, that's not necessarily the case. In fact, the numbers are going up, and there is starting to become some real concern there. And even in you know Pennsylvania, uh, Philly in particular, when they come back after the Christmas break, schools are going to require masks because they you know they think the numbers are reaching a point where everyone needs to be protected. So we'll see what kind of pushback you get there. Okay, what else do we have? Okay, we'll lighten it up a little bit here. Are we not surprised that the PPP loans really didn't save jobs? Maybe save the business or the person in the business that what, we're, what we see instead of all these jobs that you know those loans were supposed to, the intention of them were, ended up basically lining a lot of people's pockets and people just got to live fat. You know, and I've heard that largely from other folks and, you know, uh, in a not so direct way as far as what those loans did for them. So yeah, but in the end, it's just another example of unscrupulous folks who mentioned themselves more fraud and waste. Kind of unfortunate. Then what do you think about Mr. DeSantis, that DeSantis, right? The heir to Trump. And his desire to convene a grand jury to look into whether or not vaccine producers in the CDC misled the public you know, regarding you know, potential harm caused by taking the vaccine. Well, gee, Gov, 37 million people a day are getting infected in China and they can't keep it under control. You know, since you weren't really forthcoming with the with the correct data in your state, who really knows? But come on, man. I, I, hey, if, if it appeals to your base, but yeah, talk about a frivolous waste of time. Anyway, I just think it's pretty hilarious. Man, be looking for those flying saucers off to the horizon here next. Okay, lastly. So apparently... If you want to take an Alaskan cruise right now, that would be an epic time. Why is that? Well, because of you know, probably pandemic fears still, as far as being you know cl in close quarters. End result is you know that these cruises are vastly underbooked, and from what I understand, you can get one at an insanely cheap rate. Something to think about if you got some decades lying around and you're a little bit bold. All right, folks, we'll come back with a little rich 43K view on the other side. Maybe take me a minute or two because I'm going to get back to this Commander's 49ers game. Welcome back to the foxhole. Yeah, it's like Christmas morning now, or, or Christmas afternoon even. Happy holidays, folks. 
morphed into the next day because we were having so much fun watching some NFL action. Can't wait for episode 138 when we unpack so many things, but a lot to talk about in episode 137. So let's get to the high view above campus, take one of the new drones that we got for the holidays instead of boarding the Gulfstream 650. Well, obviously, the big story this week is NIL and the transfer portal and just mayhem. A reoccurring theme in this podcast. <laughs> and it made me wonder, like with Arch Manning finally signing with Texas and, you know, it was National Signing Day. And so the arms race is all over the place, you know, all crazy kinds of things. Right, a guy committing to Oregon from Notre Dame and then leaving the next day. You just kind of wonder, you know, what a phone call can do as far as someone's trajectory and career path now. Especially, no, there's no guardrails, right? Nothing to halt this insane momentum. So we did have, you know, a week of bowl games. And this is pretty much the first part of the bowl season is pretty meh. Although we did have a pretty good matchup in Vegas early on, which is kind of unfortunate when you think about some of the stuff we've been served thus far. I mean, the Oregon State actually bossing Florida State. Good showcase for them. And obviously, they are a beneficiary of the transfer portal. As Mr. Clemson, DJ, who had once committed to Oregon, his brother plays for Oregon, He's coming over to Corvallis next season to compete with whoever they're bringing in. And right, we've been talking about the ascendancy of that program. It's kind of interesting that uh, Sonny Dykes got the nod for AP Coach of the Year or TCU. I'm just wondering, did they get that right? Especially when you look at the top five. You know, speaking of the job that Jonathan Smith did, getting the beefs. What was it? Ten and three. He didn't even crack the top five. I thought that was pretty, you know, disappointing given what that program has the potential to do and what we're already seeing, you know, as far as whatever the Pacific Conference is going to be moving forward, as we've brought up many times now that it's been confirmed that the UCLA Bruins will be going to the Big Ten with USC. Another thing I thought was kind of interesting as far as bulls go, the Lending Tree Bull. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Wow. Green Bay gets a big win on the road. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff to talk about when it comes to the NFL, but we're not there yet. Anyways, yeah, the Lending Tree Bowl, which featured Southern Mississippi. Hmm, you know about that school. And Rice. Why do I care? Because Frank Gore Jr. went for 300-plus yards. Why? It's like... Dude, your kid is already that old that he's out balling because you just walked away from the NFL five minutes ago and your son's already in your footsteps, especially being able to crack 300 in a, bull, you know, in a game that was televised. So props to him. Uh, the other thing that I got to get laughed at this past week, North Carolina Central, which I, at one point I lived like in the shadow of that campus way back in the sweet 70s. But uh, Terrell Oliver, just getting the last laugh, is right. Jacksonville, Jackson State, 
and Mr. Dion. Not, a, a not so good farewell package for him. Definitely had me in laughs, especially since Prime is all about Prime and hogging the spotlight and people giving such superhuman attributes to him. Kind of funny to see them be on the losing end of his final game in HBCU. And Oliver's like saying, hey, you know, I could go to, I could go to Boulder for half the price. And a little dig, I'm sure the uh, thin-skinned Sanders probably took offense to it. <clears throat> uh, the transfer portal insanity. So we know that Bo Nix is coming back to Eugene for another year. How many years of eligibility do these people have? Because it seems like it was ever in a day when he started his career playing for or playing against Oregon at, when he was at Auburn. I'm like, how could he have another year left? You know, it's definitely you know mercenary rule where you got the dollars. You know, I got ears. Now I know Drake May, you know the highly touted quarterback at North Car the University of North Carolina, Chippewa Hill. Well, where on the street is, and Pat Narduzzi, Pitt's coach, at least he has a guy who kind of who confirmed that he was offered that, that Drake May was offered five million dollars in an NIL deal if he'd transfer. He's denying it and saying people are just trying to start stuff. B.S. That kind of money is being offered, and we're starting to talk about players making more than coaches. What kind of leadership? How do you believe, men, if somebody's sitting here like, man, my stack's bigger than yours. Why am I, why, why I gotta listen to you? I can tell you, maybe I can pick the coach. I know. It's kind of funny, though, because I, I got the sense that at least, you know, with Oregon, Phil was trying to back up, you know, Phil Knight was trying to back up the money truck to ensure that Oregon doesn't get left behind. And this, you know, and what started out to be a good day is hey, definitely had a good haul, but this whole cat from Notre Dame, uh, the ta the ta the uh, touted cornerback, deciding, yeah, Eugene's cool, but what somebody in Norman's got something even better. How about the kids from PSU? That'd be Penn State University, not Portland State. Yeah, uh, some uh, uh, collectives. Offering them Teslas to sport around campus next year. Man, you got to wonder about where this is going and the amount of overhead these guys are going to need. I mean, you're going to have to have protection. You're going to have to have accounts, accountants. Because why wouldn't somebody not want to jack your ass? Because you've got the bling, you've got the ladies or the boys, you know, because girls are making that money too or whatever their preference might be. Yeah, interesting times. That's why we're high above campus looking down on it. Not looking down on it, but just have, observing from above. I guess, you know, when it, when it comes to National Signing Day, Bama's still top dog as the recruiting wars go. Imagine that. Supposedly they were, they're always taking a step back, but they're still one. Um, good grief. Then you've got someone like Danny Cannell. Yeah, that Danny Cannell. Somehow he's made a career out of himself, you know, for himself, you know, and the, opinionating, and obviously like so many other folks taking the Twitter. 
But he's like, well, you can't buy a championship. Maybe not, but you sure the hell can set yourself up for one. And yes, USC probably would have gotten boat raced had they been able to get past Utah. But as you were one, and who, who's, who's to say what they may be able to come up with or what these collectives, any of these schools. I mean, if Phil really wants to, you know, get into himself and his feelings, imagine what kind of team he might be able to fill, especially offering the right money. Hey, Arch, why don't you come to Eugene? Anyway, I get what Danny's saying, and there's... I. There is a certain amount of, like, we, you know, we always look at a squad like Paris Saint-Germain, always buying pieces and everybody expecting them to win Champions League. Well, it's kind of the same story, what you're seeing, and they haven't won it yet, but they're definitely, it took Messi and Bappe and Neymar a year to really get used to, to each other and to gel. And, I, you know, I think that's probably what we saw a lot with a squad like SC. Uh, we saw you know, some good things, you know, obviously, like with Bo Nix coming to Eugene, Caleb coming to, to L.A., you know, how that, you know, elevated those teams. But they didn't win the championship. So he's right for now, but I don't necessarily see that being etched in stone. We'll leave it at that. Okay, how about hoops? Purdue enters the week, still top dog. UConn's trending up at number two. And what, for the 26th consecutive week, the Lady Gamecocks continue to boss the field as far as women's basketball goes. Another interesting thing that kind of happened this week before we go on to something else. How about the Iowa Hawkeyes? They were a 32-point favorite in the, to Eastern Illinois. I didn't even know there was an Eastern Illinois, for one thing. But somehow that was like one of the biggest upsets you know, of, a, of, a, of a ranked squad, 32 points in Eastern Illinois. It's like, gee, did, that, did they just like add water and invent a school? Well, I'm sure it's been around forever, but yeah, I'm sure the folks um, in, in Iowa City were not too pleased about that. All right, folks, rolling along on a holiday. We will be back with some more cool stuff on the other side. One and three, we know, are deprecated. Yeah, mumbling in the background. Yeah, we're having so much difficulty today assembling this podcast. I wonder why. Must have been too much merriment last night. Of course, the Lakers doing what they do best, having a double-digit lead, go watch the end of the football game, and now they're losing. But we'll talk about the NBA beat here shortly. And the short shift, what do we got? Something you should probably know, or things that went on in the sports world this past week you might want to know or hear about. Well, obviously, Google paying large stacks to get the, uh, the rights to the Sunday ticket. What is it, like $2 billion a season or something like that? Definitely going to be a game changer. Uh, 
I, one of my long arguments has been having it on direct TV was a major, major L for the, for the league as far as access goes and definitely led to, you know, some of the Reddit type of sites that allow people to watch out of market games they normally couldn't receive. Um, yeah. Not sure what the price is going to be because they're going to have to pass some of that back to us. But I think it's a good thing that folks now, and maybe they can come up with some interesting ways for us to be able to watch the games. I'm not sure what the future of the red zone is going to be now that Google is ours. Yeah, you know, a lot to unpack with this. But as Mr. Zimmerman says, the times are definitely changing. Hopefully it's a good thing, man, because it's a lot of scratch. But as we saw yesterday, <laughs> glued to our TVs all afternoon watching compelling games. Yeah. <laughs> it be tough money how Google, Apple, and Amazon are slowly pushing the traditional broadcast partners kind of to the side, or at least making them secondary entities. Something I guess that wouldn't come as a shock. F1, because we haven't talked about that circuit, is they are on hiatus right now, but they did an announcement this week proclaiming drivers will no longer be able to make political statements. Hi, Lewis Hamilton. And others, but they are basically telling the world, like, hey, focus on driving, or telling us drivers to the world, focus on driving. We don't, you want to be woke, do it after you're done racing. We'll see if there's pushback to that, but I think you're going to see more sports leagues. This is all about the dollars and in the end, you know, get into politics. If you want to be outspoken of certain things, go on our social crusades, but we are not going to allow you to hurt our brand of turn people, turn people off as odious as they may be with their views. Fun times. And we've been bringing up this whole gaming thing a lot lately. Because we talked about that guy over in Britain who's been involved in, what was it, 280 plus? And it's probably going to have to cool his hills. But now we find out over here in the States, Miles Austin, the Jets receivers coach, you know, he used to play for the Cowboys a few years back. He is going to be suspended for one year for gambling as people that track these things, you know, caught up some activity. Now, he wasn't betting on the NFL. It seems like he was betting on, you know, NCAA and table type of games. So, the question here is, fair or foul? Um, as we move forward with the relationship with sports and gaming, I'm going to have to say this is still fair that the integrity thing is we've spoken about many, many times. Just because you're not actually making the bets, the, the possibility of being able to hook up with others for nefarious activity, the potential's too great. And we'll talk about some things here a little bit later when it comes to the importance of maintaining the integrity of the games. And so, yeah. I think it's a little bit harsh, 
especially if he wasn't betting on NFL per se or even college football. But yeah, there's plenty of time for that when you are not coaching in the No Fun League. Like MLB, NBA, it's one of the first things you see in the clubhouse this time about the prohibitions on that. There you go. Okay, so after all the ballyhoo regarding people from Live, whether they were going to play in majors or not, well, Augustus basically laid it down. Pretty much is probably going to set the pace for everybody else. And they will allow golfers that meet the entrance requirements to play in the 2023 Masters Tournament. You know? (laughs) I mean, there's no shock there when it comes to the big events that, you know, especially the four majors, you know, the unofficial major, you know, Sawgrass, and some of these other big events. We want to have the best golfers there. And Augusta already sees the writing on the wall. As, you know, it's in a, in a weird way, so does Lee Westwood. You know, Lee Westwood defected to live. And he proclaims that that circuit is going to offer a guarantee that other tours cannot provide. And that's 48 players are going to be at most of the tour events, unlike the current circuit where you may see someone like a Tiger or a Rory only certain times a year. Man, wonder about this Amari Stoudemire stuff, man. It sounded pretty dirty. I'm not sure if, you know, because it's kind of TMCA kind of stuff if you really think about it. But we're just going to lay off until we have the facts. But man, if you were being that dude in this day and age, especially if you went upside your daughter's head. Okay. So another week. It is Christmas today, and more folks are getting coal in their stockings. You know, uh, additional reporting coming out about the toxicity that existed around the suns, or suns culture. Yeah, that you know, we've seen with the Timbers. We're about to see with the Commanders, possibly even Dallas at some point. This really toxic, bullying, sexist, misogynist, Whatever you want to attach to it. Kind of going out, it's going to go out the back door. You know, I don't think, you know, the players, the fans don't want to put up with it anymore. Yeah. A sort story. And, you know, it's kind of cool. We'll bring up that they are being sold. We'll bring up that next, though, in the NBA. Let me finish this. Um, another interesting story coming out this week. As they say, being a super fan... Obviously, ain't easy. We talk about Chiefs Aholic, and one of those guys, like you know, the guy for the Raiders with the weird shoulder pads and all that kind of stuff. You know, they are fire, the fireman the Jets have. He's one of those guys. We didn't turn up at one of the recent games, and everybody was wondering. And it turns out he was doing strong arm robberies to be able to fund his home and away life as Chiefs Aholic. Gotta love it, as far as, hey, man. And I wonder what other stuff people in the not-so-fortunate are doing because they gotta have their NFL. And you know there are people out there. So that's kind of why I brought that up. That was kind of interesting. Um, right. An AB guy with the cops, after a while, just an F this guy. He's up, like, still barricaded in the house. They just said, you know what, you're, you're, this is such bull jive. We're not even going to waste our time extracting you. Yeah. 
I mean, as somebody was telling me, the crazy train. Uh, and the latest of hipster stuff. You got my man Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen getting their teammates you know, electric scooters. It's like souped up ones, kind of jealous. Cause I brought a scooter. Next door's got kind of a scooped up, uh, I mean, a, a souped up scooter. So yeah, cool step up there. Everybody getting on that EV life. Oh man. Yeah, it's the holiday, so you know, we're reaching here. How about the price of Mocha Jordan 1s spiking after people seeing Courtney uh, Kardashian wearing it with that game I was telling you about where Bronny and Mello's kid? <laughs> right? I'm like, the, the sales spike because folks saw her as an influencer. This world is so mad at times. Oh my goodness. Okay. And it was quite a week for Chloe, actually. As my man and yours, that murdering man, Orenthal James, denies he is Chloe's father. <laughs> and he wasn't too pleased asking about fighting the real killers of Ryan Nicole. Only in this world. Yeah, one of my favorite pastimes, which is worth noting. I'm always plugging up or you know, trying to plug Golf Plus for that wonderful team. There was a report out there that there were 3 million shots taken on Friday. That must like 3 million shots? Where it took them forever just to get 1 million shots tallied. Just shows you how many people are playing that game in VR. Cool stuff. Okay. We'll leave you with this tidbit. How about former WWE star Mandy Rose, who's recently been kicked to the curb by that circuit? Basically, given the bird in stereo because she's making like 500k on her OnlyFans site. This was like in one week. I mean, getting fired can pay, you know, if you got the goods, apparently. Not sure what that says about you fools who are like dropping mad cash to the, just to see these women or have them mail their panties to you or something crazy like that. We are right. exclusives for members. Yeah, Twisted World. All right, we'll be back with the NBA beat on the other side. Trying to keep it fresh here. So much going on as far as what you'll be hearing about in episode 138, verse 137. Yeah, it's time of year, everything converging. Let's talk some NBA beat as the Lakers are on their way to going 13 and 20 on the season. Not looking good there. Talked about the Suns and the toxicity in the previous segment. In this segment, let's talk about the Suns being for sale. Matt Ishba buys them for $4 billion. And the Suns going for $4 billion, which makes us say, Jeannie, are you listening? And now Jeannie just announced her engagement to Jay Moore. Oh, everybody who's always had Jeannie as a heartthrob, you know, you took that one hard. But... <laughs> If the Suns can go for $4 billion, 
what would the Lakers fetch? Right? You gotta think six, maybe even seven. And as Mr. Colin Cowhorn alluded to on his show, you're not equipped for what this franchise needs right now. Step aside, take the money, and live large. Love be enough scratch for Jim, all the kids to live fat. That's what you should be thinking about, especially if the Suns can go for $4 billion. Okay. One of the things that we got to keep an eye on are the Nets. They've been balling. And you have to wonder about, instead of, you know, going for the Udoka stench, hooking up with Jock Vaughn, really turning out to be pretty astute, right? You know, KB, KD, like about a week ago, what, had a 26-point quarter in one game, 43. Sitting here, you know, watching Luca do his thing. But what about the Joker? He had a stat line that went something like 40, 27, 10. What's significant about that? The last person to put up numbers like that was like Wilt in 1966. We started talking about some Wilt Chamberlain kind of numbers. No, not the women he supposedly betted, but what he actually did on the court. Come on, man. <laughs> 40, 27, 10. Yeah. I mean, I said it was the first triple-double like that, our first stat line. Follow that up with a triple-double three nights over the Grizz. You know, the number one in the Wiz is flip-flopping right now. Um, the Knicks have won, what, 7 out of 10? They will lose a pick, but it won't happen until 2025 for the whole Jalen Brunson thing. I'm like, 2025, why so late as far as, you know, the wrist slap? But nonetheless, 7 out of 10, is it fool's gold? Well, it is Christmas now. We can start taking things a little bit more seriously. Yeah, we'll come back in a month and see where they're at. Jaw and the referees beefing once again. He's ejected. You have to wonder about the pettiness that we're seeing from officials these days. Bringing it up a lot lately. And players are pushing back. And you know, I know these players can be divas anyways. I think if you're a Grizz fan, you got to get that nipped in the bud. A trigger-happy referee ejecting jaw during the playoffs not going to go over well. And that's where we're headed. Um, and what about Joss saying he's just more worried about Boston than the rest of the West? Is he being disrespectful? Yeah, he is. You know what I'm always bringing up, that Richard Pryor movie in that particular line. And you know what? Last time I checked, you ain't even been into a Western Conference final. And you're already... Talking yourselves up like that. Gotta get some first, baby. Okay. Tell you what, though. The way they boat race the Suns on Friday night, and the Suns are definitely sagging. Are we surprised that, you know, Mr. Aiton is being the disruptor we thought he would be? They've lost 7 of 10. Got off to a good enough start where it's not hurting them yet. 
But the whole thing's a mess. I mean, even to the point where we've got GMs calling calling out Jay Crowder for being a B for sitting out. One of those teams that we always talk about in this podcast, they have a moment where they're on that precipice and then it's just a painful descent back into mediocrity. Am I lying? Now, we know that there is no Chef Curry in the kitchen. And we know that GSW, yes, those Golden State Warriors, are not the same team with Steph Curry. Water's wet. But what is disturbing, giving up 91 points in a, in a first half? Who the hell gives up 91 points in a first half? You basically weren't even on the damn court. Yeah. And not surprisingly, Damon Money Green. He says their mentality is frail. I go, that may be so, but get Curry healthy, and that probably will solve at least 75% of their current woes. Of course, they just have to get interested. And now that we're at the Christmas part of the schedule, time to start getting interested. Just saying. As I see the Lakers still down by 14, you know, I don't know, I haven't had a chance to look at what kind of damage my man Luca is doing. But I do know this. Luca did drop 50 on, on the uh, Rockets, which was that have been like Thursday night. Are we impressed? Yeah. Him and the Joker both. I mean, these guys are putting up some incredible numbers. And, you know, nobody really plays D in this league, so not going to, like, hold their feet to the fire over anything like that. But yeah, I would be, I'm, I'm very impressed with what I'm seeing from Luca on a nightly basis. Um, B goes for 44. Harden had a triple dub in that same game, but 21 assists. In fact, the 76ers were down by 20 against the Clippers and were able to claw their way back and steal that game. But yeah, those guys putting up ridiculous numbers. They looked good in the earlier win, although... Because I was still extracting myself from last night. I didn't get to watch much of it. And I was taking in that Packers-Dolphins game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk some Lakers. Oh, AD. That's right. And I'm watching him on my TV right now. In Studio A. On the bench. In street clothes. And the word came out this week that he will be out indefinitely with this foot trouble. The glass man, what do you want me to say? It's pretty clear that the Lakers are not the same team without him. They were clawing their way to respectability. Now that he's been out of the lineup, what are they, 1-4? and four? This will make 1-5 and five once they lose this game since they're down by 15 with like four and some change. With Pat Bev on the court, you know they aren't coming back. I mean, they lost to a, at home the other night when Dennis Schroeder couldn't hit a three to a Charlotte team that is 9-24. and 9-and-effing-24, people. I think that's all you need to say when it comes to the Lakers. Uh, okay, how about the Bulls at 14-18? and 18? Do they blow it up and reset, right? This team had so much promise, you know, about... Say about a year ago, 11 months, when Wibbery was touting them as 
a possible contender in the East rising. Well, Levine wants to go to the Lakers. Zoe's never there. Caruso is what it is. DeMar wants to compete for a championship. It just really looks like that whole thing is going to implode or needs to be imploded. Either way. Okay. Up the road here. Now that hopefully it's thawed off somewhat in PDX up there on the 503. Has everybody got some snow and ice? Dame's been cooking. The Blazers, not so much. 17 and 16. 5 and 5 in their last 10. I think they should be in the Wambayama sweepstakes, but they're choosing otherwise. And I get that. If you're Dame, you don't have a season to waste. But man, you know, kind of brutal to like lay out all those points. And, you know, I have a lot to show for it. All right, folks. We will be back with a look around the diamond, maybe a brief peek at the ice when we come back on the other side. Okay, how whimsical. Alrighty, time for that stroll around the diamond at nightfall of diamonds. What do we have in the hot stove phase of the baseball year? Well, unfortunately, we have to start out with a somber one, which I just looked at my outline, which kind of bums me out in terms of people, you know, contemporaries almost. But an RIP for former Reds pitcher Tom Browning. Perfect game against my Dodgers back in 89. Remember it quite well. Only 62. I mean, that's, you know, far too young. You know, obviously that championship team they had in 1990. Yeah. Another black eye for the A's. But, uh, yeah, and condolences go out to family. You know, friends, and obviously, you know, the Reds nation. Okay. Speaking of the Dodgers. So, JT. Yeah, that JT. Mr. Turner. Signing with the Bo Sox. Is it an end of the era? With the Corey's gone. And yeah, it is an end of the era. JT, Mr. Justin being a big part of these runs that the Dodgers have made over the past decade. But you know what? No reason to get nostalgic. All they have is a COVID championship in that run for some of these guys that are departing. And maybe they take a step back and retool. Maybe they don't win the division. Maybe they don't make the playoffs. Although I figure with everybody making the playoffs in baseball, they'll find a way. But yeah, I, I kind of like this approach to the Dodgers. That it is kind of time to build around Mookie and you know what they have left. You know, obviously give Gersh an opportunity to retire with dignity, and then rack up for a few more wins on his on his resume. But I'm 
looking forward to what kind of team the Dodgers can put together. Speaking of, what happens now that people have come to their senses and have finally reinstated Mr. Bauer? We talked quite a bit about his plight. No charges. Doesn't mean he wasn't a D-bag, but I think if you're the Dodgers, you have to seriously think about plugging your nose and bringing this guy in, especially, you know, when it comes to keeping up with the Padres and, you know, the kind of moves the Giants want to make. I don't know how the clubhouse, which I think has kind of turned over considerably, yeah, it's a really ugly situation there. Definitely going to be keeping an eye on it. I feel if you're the Dodgers, as odious as it might be, but there's so many odious things going on, and, you know, there are no real morals in sports. It's all about getting the W. So that line, I think they should go ahead and take a flyer with them. You definitely don't want to ball it out with somebody else. Fans, obviously, on this one, kind of a mixed reaction. Some coming out of their trees saying they won't root for the Dodgers. Others kind of seeing it the way I do, where... Yeah, there's a lot worse things going on in this in this world. Um, the judge the judge didn't slap up bracelets on him. Doesn't look like he's gonna get hammered in any civil court. So, okay. Speaking of the Dodgers, this would be you know they have been quiet this offseason. and there are people who are speculating the reason why is that Mr. Otani might be going taking a trip up the five and hitting the one ten. Oh, man, how crazy would that be? Well, I'll believe it when I see it, but I know the Dodgers have the means and there's a possibility of that happening. Yeah, because you have to feel the Angels are up for sale, and at some part, at some point, I should say, part of the liquidation is going to be able to move Trout and Otani and, you know, acquire the cash and maybe some pieces so they can get that project. I wonder how much they're going to go with Artie Moreno how much they're going to go for when Artie Moreno decides to to complete that sell. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I said $4 billion for the Suns, folks. Phoenix. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Then we have the whole thing that we talked about last week, that San Francisco tried to make a splash with Mr. Correa. And then, all of a sudden, the press conference being canceled... They said there was kind of a hitch as far as his physical goes, something they wanted to get checked out. And in the fog, who, of course, Mr. Cohen steps in and says, hey, I got you, baby. And now instead of orange and black San Francisco, he's going to be riding in blue and orange in Queens. And you have to wonder, now that Mr. Cohen has spent $800 million in free agent signings this offseason, the other owners cannot be happy about somebody just saying, yeah, once again, trying to buy a championship. Didn't work in year one, but damn you, I'm going to outdo what even Steinbrenner did, which is kind of funny how everybody now, they hate to give L. Duncan, or was it, I think it was L. Duncan, or was it Sarah Spain, you know, right? When they, they nailed it, though, when they said that, remember how we talked about Steinbrenner killing baseball? But yet, we applaud this guy now for having the courage to spin for the fans to make sure they have a contender on the field. I know Danny Cannell about buying a championship. 
Oh, Mr. Cohen is really out there trying to prove you wrong. And he's making a lot of enemies in the process. I mean, you're right. You're, people are like, you know, why have, you know, penalties for, you know, crushing the luxury tux threshold? They don't want a hard cap. You got to think this insanity, it can't be sustainable over time. Just saying. 800 million just this off season. Think about that, people. So, I mean, basically with this going down, that means the Giants off-season of retooling right now is in tatters. And no, they made a signing or two, but it's not quite the splash they wanted. They're not done yet. But right now, it kind of seems like they're, they're, they're kind of shaking. The, the Padres continue to add assets. And, and, and the Dodgers, if they're trying to jockey for Otani. Fun times in the NL West, folks. Um, yeah, these spending sprees for the future, I just don't, I question how sustainable that it can be. You know, obviously, a team like the A's, right, or the Guardians, they're not going to be able to compete with that. No, or, or the Reds. Definitely the Pirates, you know, Orioles, a lot of these, you know, Old, old time, you know, we'll just say medium clubs. I don't think there's any such thing as a small club anymore. Although, judging by some of the crowds of the Coliseum the past couple of years, you wonder about that. But we feel once either a new ballpark or going to Vegas, that'll change that scenario. Okay. What else do we got here? Let's go to hop on our Zamboni and take... A trip around the ice rink of life. Just tell you that Ovi bagged two the other night. Looks like he bagged three to get 800, bagged two more to pass Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe was at 801, now he's at 80. Yeah, was he at 803? 80802. Anyhow, he's number two, and now the great one is in his crosshairs. Be fun to watch that over the next year or two. As far as power rankings are concerned, Bruins still holding the top perch. Carolina has moved back on the conversation there, too. The Leafs have moved up to three. New Jersey's kind of crawled back into the fray at four. And we have the J-E-T-S, Jets of the hockey variety, at five. Kind of disappointing, the Kraken, who had been making appearances in the top five, slid back to number, what are they, ten? Perhaps we got too happy about the early surge. After all, it's not quite Christmas yet for that sport either, but it is now. So we shall see if they are for real or if they are the great pretender. Man, somebody put the Lakers out of their misery over here. <laughs> yeah, 13 and 20. But hey, we already covered that. All right, we are going to do the beautiful game life. Looking forward to that as we get ready to resume club play here. She's tomorrow. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the foxhole. 
time for some beautiful game life. Well, the World Cup finally wrapped up. I know it's crazy to see that's only been what? Seven, eight, nine days. This is a, since that all came to a climax early on the West Coast. We got a show for the ages with Argentina and France going to penalties. We saw the Maestro Messi, the Maestro Mbappe, PSG comrades, put you know, show why they are the best footballers of their generation. Um, yeah, it, it capped off what was a very great time. Why it's one of the best competitions in you know, all of sport. We saw that on full display. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I thought the Qataris, love them or hate them, they did an okay job, right? You know, even the chicks that decided, to, the Argentina chicks that decided to show a lot of flesh, they didn't end up in the clink. All good there, right? They're not rotten in jail. Um, you know, it sounds like. And in the selected zones, people were able to do what they needed to do. Haven't heard any negative from, you know, our folks that root for like, you know, that LAFC that I know and some of the other clubs that went over there. Seems like everybody had a great time. Wonderful experience. So, yeah, all of those things. It was an incredible couple of weeks. The, the, the Messi and Bobby thing, you know, obviously, start with Killian. In fact, okay, Argentina winning it and Messi having his moment. Right? I should start with that. I told you, you know, right? Watching how he played the PSG and last year winning the Copa America that there was a certain twinkle in his eye as far as, yeah, man, you're about to see something special. And we did. And we also saw Mbappe, clutch, hasn't, you know, it, it wasn't his fault that France wasn't able to get it done, you know, more so having guys like Benzema and, you know, Paul Pogba not on the squad. But you see Leo... Finally capture the one thing messing on his resume. Enough has been said about it. Nothing I can really add to it. Other than it was a glorious um, spectacle to see. You know, all of it. You know, culminating in that final match. You know. Eh, get rid of the third place match. Eh, you know, I was just like, what is the point? People getting hurt. Okay, so the thing is, with Mbappe, the golden boot, at 23, he already has a World Cup on his resume. So, is there an encore? And Mbappe, returning to training with PSG only three days after returning from the World Cup. What's that say about what he wants next? And I feel like, yes, there is a little bit more for Messi to prove. Winning a Champions League, Trophy at Paris. I think him and Mbappe leaking together. That is going to be the encore to what to what's going to be a glorious finish. Then he can go to 
MLS and play for Miami and be an ambassador that way. That's what I'm seeing. Hold on. Wow. <laughs> Had to step away for a second, though. Wow. So, speaking of Messi, there's a report out there, and Mr. Fabio apparently confirms that there is going to be an agreement with PSG. So, all the fanboys who were really hoping that he might go to MLS or return to Barca were crying in their beers and are already coming up with counter stories. Wow. Smoking the Baker Bowl. We'll talk about that and then coming up here. But yeah, the Rams having a moment here. Denver, you're really bad. Um, Mr. Benzema, who noticeably absent the injury right before the World Cup, obviously one of the reasons I feel they didn't win it or repeat, is going to retire from international duty. Probably going to make this stand with Real Madrid for Champions League. You know, his parting uh, exit. You know, the current Lindor holder. I think I thought was kind of interesting. How about um, Barcelona Honcho and Mr. Laporta? Basically, he's coming out and saying that the ESL, the Europe Super League, is needed to curb the, how does he, how did he put it, EPL's growing <laughs> stature, largesse, I totally get that. In terms of, you know, the TV deals, it's so big here, you know, the next deal that they signed here is even going to be bigger, global rights. It's kind of interesting watching that outside of PSG. You know, the other clubs kind of sitting there looking around, you know, especially if you're Barca, Real Madrid, and, you know, some of the squads in Serie A, and getting envious. You know, obviously, you know, PSG with its money, right, is in its own, it's off in its own constellation. But when it comes to EPL, and, and then watching how more powerful it's getting over time and more popular. As I've said, I didn't believe the ESL is dead, even though they seem to. Um, we're winning. I mean, the folks who were against it have gotten some courts to agree, but ultimately, I can't see that really holding. You know, as far as some of the monopolies that that they claim UEFA holds together. But as we know, dollars can break away a lot of what we thought we knew. I mean, just completely blow it out of the water, smash it the smithereens, however you want to look at that. Speaking of PSG, I thought it was kind of interesting that uh, there's there's conversations about they've outgrown the Parc de Prince. You know, that's where they play. It's kind of been retooled a couple of times in that MSG way, but the current version, they've been there since 74. And given how big they are, everybody wanting a piece of the action... It might be at some point. I don't know exactly where they were going to build it. You know, there's something cool about where it's at now as opposed to, you know, I think all things could be on the table as far as where they want to put it in Paris next. Be interesting to see because they obviously are that big. Obviously, there's bottomless pit when it comes to the money that can be spent on that endeavor. You know, I'll be keeping an eye on that. Unfortunately... Just kind of noticed this when I was putting the outline together. 
Yeah, my man Pele doesn't seem like it's good. You know, he's been on, you know, the grim list before and has somehow made it back. Hopefully he does, but man, it's not looking good. Our thoughts, you know, and hopes definitely grow up to keeping this legend around. You know, at least, you know, as long as possible, obviously. Okay. Yeah. You know, definitely. Think about Mr. Pele, you know, the in my opinion, but hey, talk a little about that next. Okay. MLS schedule drops, and lo and behold, insanity is everywhere. People talking about their away games. People talking about how the lineups are going to have to be constructed in order to have success. Yeah, exciting times, especially, you know, that it's coming around a lot quicker this time. New TV deal coming off of, you know, the momentum of a wonderful World Cup. Especially, you know, that interest is going to be, hopefully, at an all-time high for domestic, domestic football. Exciting times. Looking forward to it. Especially the early matchup with the, the El Trafico is going to be at the Rose Bowl. Okay. So, we, it's, we have box, the Boxing Day Spectacular. We're going to have fixtures on TV all day. It's quite glorious, if I might, might say so myself. But we had some big clubs in action. Uh, a City-Liverpool match. where Mr. Halan gets on the board. As, so does Mo Salah. But in the end... City edges the Reds 3-2. The also in the Caribou Cup. Manchester United sends the Dingles. Burnley packing as Rashford and Christian Eriksen both bad goals. And yes, we are definitely ready, as I said, for the Boxing Day Love tomorrow. Club football back this week. Makes me so happy. It seems like it's been an eternity, folks, right? Okay. Lastly, I'll leave you with this. Mr. Suez. That's right, Luis. Is he the next to take the Saudi money and run? Well, apparently that same club that was going to offer CR7 a big bag is looking at Mr. Luis's way as well. We shall see. I mean, if they offer him a bag so big, how's he going to say no? Although I still think he wants to play in a competitive Europe league, European league, excuse me. All right, folks, we'll be back with a closer look on the other side. Baker Bowl. Anyway, happy holidays once again. Fox Dragon of Foxhole. Season 5. Episode 9. 137 overall. Faithful host Ken Harlan here. Rocking in the Foxhole on a interesting Christmas day after it being so cold. But let's opinionate, editorialize, rant, Closer look. <clears throat> Let's go back to Mr. Messi and all of this goat talk. You know, it just made me start thinking, you know. This disclaimer somebody who came to the beautiful game life 
a bit late. So, you know, other than, you know, Pele, seeing Pele at the very tail end when he was mere shadow of what he once was, you know, the guys like Franz Beckenbauer, you know, Mr. Malaniti, Johan Crud, right, you know, Ronaldo Dino, Zidane. And trying to put all this perspective, because, you know, we're always prisoners in the moment and what Messi just did. And it's just, you know, looking at his old career, you know, what he's won Champions League, what, four times. Now having the Cup America. Now having the World Cup on his resume. And, you know, I know that Pele was injured and Brazil's winning 62, so, but... Obviously, what I've seen in you know, the time that I've been following the beautiful game life as you know, intently as I do now, yeah, he's the GOAT. I don't know if I would want to say GOAT of GOATs. You know, like, I can't even do that for Jordan over Bill Russell. But I do feel that what he's done is, you know, in saving this last sprint you know, it used to be between him and CR7, but obviously, you know, this achievement, you know, kind of puts CR7, uh, you know, he's in the penthouse, but he didn't have the executive key like Messi has done with this latest win. So what am I really saying here? Yeah, I guess he is the GOAT, you know, in, in this era, right? I think undeniably. All time, probably not, you know, right? I think that's fair to, you know, some of the other greats, right? You know, some of the names that I checked off and, you know, what their accomplishments were. But, you know, what Messi's doing, you know, in, this, in the age, you know, of the Benzema's, Mbappe, Mr. Helan, Mosala, Harry Kane, no, yeah, it's not like he's going up against B-Lesters here. So, yeah, it, it's a worthwhile conversation. I don't have the answer, but, yeah, I'm just giving you my opinion. After all, this is a closer look, and we are just giving Mr. Messi an extra round of applause here. But let me tell you something. If he leads Paris to a PSG along with Mbappe, I mean PSG to a Champions League cha title, We'll definitely come back to this one. And I'm sure everybody else will have their opinions too if they can follow up the World Cup, you know, with a spectacular Champions League run. It's gonna be a fun late winter spring, folks. Okay. Let's switch gears here. Week ago, Sunday night football, the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. NFL crap fest on full display. Talked about earlier about the integrity of the games. And before I sound like, you know, some, you know, whacked out, you know, QAnon person, I'm not the hardcore conspiracy theorist when it comes to these things. I get, you know, referees are human, but some of the calls or non-calls that went on in that game, you know, left a lot of people with a bad taste, not just Commanders fans like myself, but the league in general, just kind of watching, like, are you being petty and, and punishing a particular team? I mean, I you know that I had the 
uh, I guess the unfortunate torture of watching the Commanders play a New York the Giants twice in a three week window, and <laughs> you know, some of the calls. Even if you're just wondering, like, okay, do you hate Mr. Snyder that much, or are we helping a New York team out? Are there other issues with certain calls from the gender, you know, perspective? A lot of things going on there. That penalty they called on Terry McLaurin, which would have given them a chance to tie the game up. The not the interference call on uh, had Curtis Samuel, or the, that was then called. <sighs> Several calls in that game where I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" That had nothing to do with the play. You're just throwing a flag for you know the throw it. Um, especially, you know, you're looking at, I don't know. And that's because, I know I'm mad because it's my team, but I'm just seeing this pattern. You know, it's my, talking to my brother, who's a big uh, Raiders fan, said, welcome to the club. You know, the NFL has been screwing us for years. And it's interesting that you can see someone like Mike Florio, yeah, the woke warrior he is, even come out and say, if the NFL is not careful, they may have a Tim Donahue type of scandal and you have to wonder right that what's it going to take for someone to get mad enough you know somebody in congress of course they're too angry on trying to oust snyder as opposed to like man somebody needs to really look into this officiating i mean right you just sold the rights to google for what two billion a year or whatever the hell it's going to be and this is how games are determined and the kind of money people are spending that can be selling. Chiefs of Holland, going out and robbing banks. The kind of sacrifices people are making to go see your product. And this is the kind of bullshit we're getting. Come on, Raj. Come on, Troy Vincent. You all need to clean this up because it is very, very sticky. I'm tired of seeing my team. I'm tired of seeing other teams. Uh, suspicious or just pure ineptitude or both. All right, folks. We will close this out with the NFL report and TMCA time on the other side. Let's close out this holiday edition of Fox. Trying to get a foxhole with some NFL stuff. Kind of crazy because we're just about done with week, what is it, 15, I believe it is? Yeah, 16, I don't know. Anyhow, yeah, unfortunately, very somber this week again, you know. First with Franco Harris. Can't say enough about on and off the field. If you follow football and you know what this man meant, especially those of us who grew up in the 70s with the ascent of the Steeler dynasties and, you know, all the uh, tributes and uh, platitudes, you could tell it was coming from sincerity and that, you know, he, he was a cool, just a cool cat to pretty much anybody he interacted with, especially those, you know, in the still city. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, touching everybody wearing the jerseys last night and the ceremonies and stuff, you know, especially it just, they're going to retire with jersey. I mean, there's just so much to talk about here, you know, but 
don't want to sit here and get all morbid on a holiday. Just, you know, that he's going to be missed. The NFL lost a great. Ronnie Hillman as well passed away from a form of cancer at 31, played with the Broncos. You know, condolences to his family as well. Okay. Well, you know, there was a lot that just happened in the NFL. You know, the Baker Bull on fire, Matthew Stepper looking bewildered, and Russ Wilson, my Jesus Christ, can you be on a team like this, this horrible? Wow. But how about Saturday being no stroll in the park, right? Uh, Matt Ryan being in another historic collapse. They were down 33 nothing. I mean, you know, it's it's like so passe, but you still have to wonder about that guy being involved in some of the biggest collapses in the Super Bowl era. I mean, maybe if not his NFL history. Um, you know, so they decided to pinch him, give uh, Nick Foles a look. Um, the Lions won again, even though they kind of screwed things up yesterday doing the Detroit thing. I mean, right? And as we like to say, when the Lions beat the Jets, the Jets peed all over the dirty boulevard. In fact, they peed on the boulevard twice. I mean, the Mormon Missile basically benched now after, you know, they had that guy, you know, the fourth stringer, you know, basically, uh, you know, if somebody was a strictly, you know, ROP type of quarterback, I don't think there's much of a passing, you know, it's more of a run. But anyhow, the Mormon Missile is now grounded again, and we have to feel his stay on the dirty boulevard is going to come to a brief end. Hold on a second. All righty, having to step away for a second, tend to the cooking, and get myself an adult beverage poured. But yeah, you know, the Jets, both games, really wonder about that clock management there by Mr. Salah. Um, the Giants were poised to make the playoffs following their controversial win that I talked about in the last segment in Landover. I mean, they, you know, there's a million reasons why the Commanders won, lost that game, you know, and more of the Giants winning it, but there were some bad calls. This is all we were making in the last segment. But then, you know, we'll talk next week about the Giants not taking full advantage to seal the deal. Uh, you know, you gotta watch it. was kind of weird watching Weedham boys crumble, but now, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. Amazingly, the Jags are kind of, you know, having a chance to make the playoffs, which would be good. And kind of, you know, really be a black mark on Urban Meyer's otherwise storied coaching career in terms of how much of a turnaround they've been able to make in just one year. Uh, you know, that, uh, wow. But before I get to, you know, I mean, the Cowboys, yeah, they, were the play they clinched the playoffs. Got a big win we'll talk about next week. Um, I thought it was kind of weird of watching Shady McCoy say that Dak was ass. I don't remember Shady McCoy necessarily being, you know, gold bullion. He was a good player, but come on, Shady. That's kind of harsh. You're kind of like, you know, a little out of bounds there. Patriots meltdown at the Death Star. Weirdest ending in NFL history. So Raider-esque as far as their history is concerned. If you follow the Raiders... And as long as I have, yeah, this was just another series of, you know, NFL moments that somehow they're a part of. Crazy stuff there. Patriots, you know, that's just, they're getting their just desserts. 
in terms of how this season is playing out for them. You know, a season that had so much promise. Even what happened to them yesterday, same kind of story. Just finding ways to lose. Obviously, the marriage couldn't go on forever, but it's not really working out as far as the divorce goes, the single life. Started out well for somebody in Tampa Bay. But I guess we're going to have to go dial up here in a little bit. It's the night game. Really three turkeys. But we didn't know that when the schedule was being made. Like the Rams and the Broncos should have been a blockbuster matchup instead of it being between, you know, a couple of 4-10, 4-11 teams, that sort of thing. Uh, you know... I don't know what to make of the Browns and Watson. I kind of thought he was returning the form. I would probably ball out against the Commanders, but he's kind of looking down. Somebody who's looking like ass. You know, maybe he's still thinking about ass all the time. No, not really liking what we're seeing with the Browns. You know, Justin Fields, another quarterback that tops a thousand yards rushing. Bears find the way to lose. And, you know, we figure when they learn how to win, they could be dangerous. You know, the Eagles are soaring, right? You know, they lost yesterday. Hurts is injured. They they can relax. Um, you know, San Francisco looked really good yesterday. I will say that. Beating the Commanders. Uh, Brady looking more washed by the minute. I think we can all agree. Uh, Miami. You know, not only listen to the Bills, but now Green Bay. We'll talk more about that next week. But yeah, a much promising season for Tua has really rotted on the vine. Not good there. You know, we'll get to see a little Justin later, but, you know, his heroics got him the win at SoFi, so it looks like they're going to probably make the playoffs, but I really have to wonder, with Sean Payton basically already putting a schedule, uh, you know, that's the word I'm looking for. He's basically putting a staff together and putting it out there that, yo, I want to be back on the sideline, so... They, if Staley wants to keep his job, you would have to think they're gonna go on. They're gonna have to go on a deep run, or there just could be changes in Los Angeles, AFC style. Well, I can tell you this: the the Baker Bowl was empty on uh, right when they played the Packers. But you know the Packers again, you know, getting two big wins in their playoffs. Uh, hopes are not on life support. They're getting pretty decent, especially with teams above them, you know, screwing the pooch. Um, and, you know, Wilson, we aren't having fun. Zach Wilson, Russ Wilson, boo, 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 boo. Uh, and you got Lamar. Should he play, sit out the rest of the season? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think, I mean, they're in the playoffs, so they have a chance. But at the same time, given his contract situation, how, how precarious it is. I mean, he's going to have to play. I know people are thinking he might sit and try to protect himself, but that would not endear himself to a lot of folks. Can't wait to see how that plays out. And hey, I, I seen it, and now I do believe it. Chase Young being back on the field again. I know, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, long time coming. Glad to see him. He was out there making plays. Commander as well. But we'll talk about that next week. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, folks. It's time for the holiday edition, holiday edition of TMCA time. 
you know, where we give out the stainless steel bowls of the smelliest varieties. Complimentary, regular, and XL sizes. Yes, we got a little poop this week. We're going to give a five strip, that's right, five XLs, to all these whacked out Aussie fans losing their shit at the Melbourne Derby. Even the goalie got whacked upside the head by some kind of object. You folks, you don't go to the grounds to be mixing it up with the other team. You gotta have fines and uh, season tickets revoked, all that kind of shit. Very ugly scene, right? Um, all right, Jawan Howard being an ass again. What is this guy, man? Your wife not giving you enough love? You just stay mad. We'll give you a we'll give you an XL for being a repeat offender. Okay, um, now I'm gonna let's gonna start out with complimentaries, which it can get bigger. But we start with complimentaries because it would have been a five strip for the turnbacks and the Niners that made Drake Jackson, you know, the whole rookie hazing thing, pick up a $332,000 dinner tab. They say it was kind of a hoax and all that kind of stuff. Still, you know, there's a couple of injuries because he's homie still had a shell like 45, 50K. Come on, man. Stop that bullshit, man. You know, especially these kids that, you know, this may be the only contract they get, man. I've always thought that kind of hazing. Like Brady, you know, ordering a $50,000 bottle of champagne, taking one sip and leaving. Come on, man. Stop that shit. And I know they helped these guys out supposedly, but... I'm going to give a regular size to whoever bought the Ferrari GT paperweight, which is what it really is. You know, basically the car that was used in, in the uh, first Buller crash scene, which is just, you know, a body kick, you know, right? A real, you know, Ferrari GT. Gosh, it probably 15 mil for some of them. But yeah, somebody paid 337 for basically a paperweight. You know, something that they can show off, I guess. Yeah, but, but you, I ain't going to tell you how to spend your money, but come on, folks. I'm going to give complimentaries, I know, when they come back from the foundry, because they even they, they have time off the holiday. The dumbass is throwing snowballs during the Bills-Dolphins game. Don't be trying to affect the outcome, and also people can hurt, can get hurt. Seen it in the past. Oh, good grief. Okay. I'm going to give a complimentary for Kawhi being Kawhi. Apparently, hitting up Wingstop for more coupons after he lost his original ones. I mean, I get everybody wants a bargain, but come on, man. Okay. Complimentaries go around, you know, with a candy cane for all the idiots that keep showing up the SoFi thinking it's, you know, UFC 283. Man, you folks always throwing jabs. Right? You know, build them a cleaner place, but you still have the same shenanigans that you found at the Coliseum, right? You know, and sometimes Dodger Stadium or any, you know, El Trafico. Silly stuff. Okay, we're going to give a regular out to Willie McGinst. Yes, that Willie McGinst. NFL Network. Former Patriot. Getting all sideways, whacking somebody with a bottle. Come on, man. That could get yourself in some felony trouble, man. You got a good life. Why F it up by going to the club and acting like that? Um, I'm going to give a regular size out to Hugh Douglas. Um, You know, calling out OutKick when you call it you 
you know, belittle folks like Michael Smith calling him an Uncle Tom at a house inn? Really? And you're going to call somebody out and tell them that they're using the wrong choice of words? And it's no wonder we haven't seen higher hair of you on the airwaves in quite some time. No coincidence there. Going to have to give, you know, the Bernard fella on the Bengals. And, or the Buccaneers, I mean. He used to be on the Bengals. Yeah, the whole thing with Jenna Lane and the other guy, man. Yeah, you messed up on that play. And I get it in the heat of moment. But come on, don't be doing Jenna Lane like that. You get a regular size for just being a turd. You know, right? And, just, and, and, and having your teammates, yo, man, we got your back. Nah, man. They give you a regular size. And complimentaries go out to all the P22 conspiracy nut jobs, man. Really? You all think they killed that cat, right? Because they wanted to appease rich people. All the all the blood and sweat to let us know what P22 was and what, you know, a great symbol for, you know, wildlife and the, and the unique case he was. Come on, you people. Out there, they murdered him. Wow. Okay, this is the holiday edition. Once again, enjoy your holidays. Be safe as we head into the New Year's. We're about to blast off and do some cool stuff from the foxhole. Keep it tight. Keep it clean. We'll see you soon.